0: A second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we
1: alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked
2: Everybody, I want to welcome to the Wicked Planet stage for the first time his inaugural visit, Mister Brandon Joe Williams, the king of the nation of the Amnesty Coalition, better known as
0: one One stupid Stupid fuck. fuck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, so Brandon, thanks for coming on. Yeah, Um, thank you. And I'm really interested to hear what you got going on because this stuff that you uh, that you talk about, that you actually have classes on, right? That people can sign up for the classes in and, uh, and scoping that out but uh, but yeah welcome to the wicked planet so what do you got going on
1: love it man thanks for having me um got a lot going on it's always exciting right now uh we're moving we're moving into what is basically the final phase uh, I think of of basically this entire wild research train which is uh we, we've collected all this information we know how it all relates or or, or pretty well a, a lot of it. So uh, we're still learning. And now what we're doing is we're trying to get a lot of enforcement uh, and we're going to get enforcement through the courts. So like uh, litigation, a lot of litigation uh, going through the actual mainline litigation networks in order to get uh, all these things enforced, in order to get all these things complied with, in order to get all these things corrected, uh, because. Privately. Just communicating with these various organizations in various places privately, uh, it's very, very hit or miss. It's more often a miss than it is a hit. Uh, we've gotten the percentages up quite a bit on that. We've we've come from probably like 5% hit to like maybe like 20% or 25% hit. Uh, and, and we just find it so difficult to go any farther north than that uh, unless we introduce litigation. But it, but introducing litigation is such a it's such a specialty aspect and it has all of its own rules and its own way of doing all this. So we're having to learn this kind of whole new mountain. Uh, but once we once we learn that mountain, w- we know for a fact, and we've got tons and tons of results of this from people who are litigating. It's a hundred percent after you go over that that hill. It's always a hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent, as long as you present the case well and you've got good a good case and you've got all your all your ducks in a row and you've got everything nice and, and tied up and you're you know uh, you do a good job uh, it's a hundred percent hit rate on the on the back end of that nice. so okay um, so Brandon
2: uh, why don't you for the listeners who aren't familiar with you because uh you know this is a kind of a subject that I've been interested in for a long time yeah kind of kind of uh let the listeners know basically the like the whole thesis of your of your work and then, and then you can kind of get into it after that, and kind of explain exactly what it is that you have going on with your. Uh, and I just want to let the the listeners know that you do have a website they can check out. Uh, again, I will be putting all the links in the show notes, but it's called onestupidfuck dot com, which I get a freaking cracks me up. <laughs> Dude, your whole
0: website's pretty hilarious when you go on. Thank right? you. Yeah, there's Thank a lot. You. There's a lot of uh, like you know swear words and things like that, and it's great.
2: Yeah, so so let the listeners know uh what you got going on, Brandon.
1: Yeah, so so what I do is I, I teach a lot of things, uh, but what I essentially what I do is I I, I take very advanced uh, legal studies and, and definitional studies of words and things like that, that are used in law and statute and policy, and I basically turn the whole thing into essentially a beavis and Butthead presentation. Mm. So it's 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 taking all this stuff that Cause I, you know, when I first got, so basically to backtrack, uh, I was being, uh, I had a, a client of mine who was trying to introduce me to all this stuff for like two years. I kept telling her, no, she's crazy. You're going to get, you're going to get murdered or arrested. And then, <laughs> and then the employment development department started coming after me and they were going to wipe out a landscaping company that I had. They just gave me this bill of like 60 grand. I like, got of nowhere. And I was talking to like lawyers and talking to like mentors and talking to like attorneys and talking to accountants. They said, Oh, just make a payment plan. Payment plan for what? Like just the for the mafia to go away? Like that's not happening, right? So so I ended up calling this crazy lady that I told no to forever and went to go see her. And she showed me some very, very basic entry level information on the subject of law. And I was kind of intrigued by it and terrified by it. So I started to look online for some information, couldn't find anything. So I went on Amazon, started buying books. In terms of books, I could find quite a bit of information. So I bought all these books. I had them shipped to me, hard, hard, hard paperback copies because they didn't even sell ebook copies. It was literally just paperback copies of books, like, like, you know, uh, so read a lot of books and then I was able to successfully get the EDD to go away, which was really cool. Um, and then, but there were so many doors that had opened up and so many questions that had opened up during that process that I continued to kind of go down these various, doorways, rabbit holes, whatever you want to call it. And then before I knew it, I was into all sorts of things. And then before I knew it, I was into a whole different level of things. And then before I knew it, I was. And then now I have basically like three kind of main bodies of information that I talk about at this point in time, which could change. Body of information number one is your relationship uh, with the federal corporation. So United States, if you look it up on um, in the United States code uh, 28 U.S.C. 3002. Subsection 15 says, uh, United States means, and then below that it says a federal corporation. And then you go to UCC nine three zero seven, uh, UCC stands for uniform commercial code. And you go down to subsection H and it'll say location of United States. And it'll say, uh, the United States is located in the district of Columbia.
0: Yeah, dude. That's one of the most interesting things I thought about from your That you have spoke about on District of Columbia, the U.S. being like a corporation. It's like craziness.
1: So that that whole body of of basically nationality versus citizenship, how that works, how United States of America versus United States, which is two different countries, how that works, nationality, relationships, uh, a corporate structure. That's kind of like one body of information. Then you have. Traveling versus driving, commercial versus non-commercial uh, uh, transportation, which is a, a very large subject, a very complicated subject, actually. So I, I, I cut that out as this entirely separate subject. And then you have uh, 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 money, finances, instruments, and and the promissory note world and, and that kind of whole financial sector. So I I basically subdivided all the information into those three, because it takes me about an hour, hour and a half to go through each of those individual sectors.
2: Yeah. So what we can do, Brandon, uh, of course, I can already tell I'm going to want you to come back. So uh, (laughs) because there's no way you're going to be able to convey this information in the amount of time that we're going to talk tonight. So uh, but I want you to kind of start from the beginning. My question is, this $60,000 bill that you got from this governmental agency, was that some type of fine that they leveled a, leveled against you or something? Some yeah, they business? trespassed
1: on one of my job sites, and then they basically just said I had, like, illegals working for me and this and that, and they said, like, you have to pay this bill because of this. Uh, in California, they have, like, a underground employment division where they go around and they just find, like, illegal undocumented workers that are working and aren't paying their payroll taxes and blah, 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 blah. So that's how it all started. You know, that's how it all started.
2: Yeah, and we know that the law is pretty much weaponized against the the regular person, right? I mean, they have all their own language, all their own vernacular, all their own terms and everything like that. And so you, uh, I'm assuming, took all the time to learn all that. To to build your case against them, and you said that you were successful in getting them to go away. So
1: it's actually what? easy. I was actually going to go after them for like you know ten million dollars in damages. I just I haven't done it yet. They're on my hit list. I, I'm I have a whole hit list basically. <laughs> hit um, list. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, there's a lot of different. You know, what I didn't want to go into litigation all this time, I'm thinking like, ah, what a pain in the ass, right? But now now I'm I'm like. I want to go into litigation at this point. Like that's the next step for me. That's my level up point. Like I'm at level, like, you know, it's final fantasy and I'm like level like 65. And it's like, at this point, like if I want to level up from here, it's like, all right, like that's, that's where it has to go. There's no, there's no more fucking around. So,
0: Oh, sorry. I was going to ask, do you have like a law, any sort of law school background? No, God, no. Okay. I just was unsure. So, when you go, when you do these litigations or these litigations you're going to do, you uh, obtain lawyers and stuff? No, God, no. Oh, no,
1: not either. Okay. Wow. I wouldn't touch a lawyer with all the money (laughs) in the world. There's a lot of lawyers, not a lot, but there's some lawyers that follow what I'm doing and they find it very fascinating. Uh, Okay. But no, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't involve myself with lawyers at all. You represent yourself. Yeah. So, the term represent means to present again re-present right so so the way it works is there's two different and and this isn't actually on onestupidfuck.com this is actually on my law firm website which you can get to from onestupidfuck.com it's williams and williams law com. uh but but basically there's there's two different types of attorneys there's an attorney at law which people have seen that on like uh logos for right and then there's attorney in fact okay now if you look up the definition of attorney. In fact, you'll see all over the internet. It's not even a secret. It's not some weird underground thing. You don't need any qualifications. You don't need any licenses. You don't need any formal education. Informal education. You don't need jack shit. All you need to be an attorney, in fact, is a signed and notarized power of attorney form. So let's say, let's say your your grandma is the lights are going out, okay, and she has an estate, and you're gonna put her in a, at a really nice home, or or you're gonna put her into a house that you have. It's a rental house. You're going to clear out the rental house, put your, put your mom and your grandma in there. Uh, but she cannot handle her own affairs any longer. She's maybe Alzheimer's or whatever. So if, if you were to have her, she has to be lucid still in order to sign up a, a power of attorney. So let's say she's losing lucidity in, in her mind, right? Which happens all the time. It's very sad, right? Before she loses lucidity fully, you want to get a power of attorney form filled out. The notary or whoever's helping you fill it out is going to, question her and make sure she's lucid enough to actually sign this right you want to make sure you do it before she's completely gone otherwise you can't get the power of attorney form signed anymore once and i'm just giving an example of a time that power of attorney makes a lot of sense and people would actually experience something like this when grandma signs that power of attorney form and it's completed and it's notarized at that point in the legal world you just became an attorney in fact kind of whether whether you want to call yourself that or not you are like literally you, you, there is no like option to like not have it like it just is like you are now an attorney in fact period end of story right um you'll even see like for example we get we're doing a lot of research right now on mortgages and we're getting the original notes that were originally signed the promissory notes returned to so we can view them and uh, we're finding even on the uh, special uh, endorsement notarizations that they have that they stamp the things with on the bottom. It'll say the person's name on the stamp and it'll say slash and it'll say attorney in fact.
2: Interesting. OK, so, so an
1: attorney, in fact, is not a licensed bar card holding okay. attorney. They are simply someone who operates as an attorney legally for someone else through a contractual obligation.
0: Do they have the same, I don't know, uh, I guess.
1: If you go online and you go to like literally any place and you try to study what the differences are, it's so hilarious. Like if you want to have a couple of drinks and just laugh your ass off, do it. Because what's going to happen is you, you have these law firms with these guys that went through eight years of law school, plus this, plus that, plus the ethics board, plus all these different things. And it says on their like on their website, on their legal website, is there a difference between an attorney at law and an attorney? Uh, I, I, and they go, oh, uh, there's a, a big difference. There's such a big difference. Oh, my God. It's like the Grand Canyon uh, uh, a, a attorney at law is a, is, a you know, license to practice law to blah, blah, blah. Attorney, in fact, is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they, they try so hard to make a determination between the two. But if you read between the lines and you really focus on what they're saying. There, there's literally, they're just, it's just a bunch of hot air. There is no difference between the two at all. Really? <laughs> there's nothing, bro. Really? There's so literally
0: you, nothing. So you could go be, or get this uh, notary and uh, get the attorney in fact, and then you could go and represent people in court? Yep. In litigation? That's insane. Well, That's the, crazy. Way, the
1: way that it works is, it's a little bit different than that. So if okay. you look in, so, so there's an encyclopedia called uh, Corpus Juris Secundum. Okay, And uh, uh, in corpus juris secundum, uh, they have the I'll pull up on my end and I'll just read it because I know this is audio Uh, on my law firm website. I have a whole question and answer section uh, that's actually fairly new. I did a lot of this research like in the last month. I wanted to do it for many, many months. I just never got around to it. Uh, But it was always in the back of my head and I had a a few pieces of some of this, but I I really kind of rounded it out recently for my law firm website, because obviously these are the kind of questions that everyone is asking when they're looking to hire someone like me. Right. This is insane. You're insane. You're in a pickle outfit. Your name is one stupid fuck. And you're going to tell me you're going to represent me in a court of law and you're not even (laughs) a bar card holder and you're not any of these things like that's that's a. That's a, that's an uphill battle. And I recognize that. Right. So, so I wanted to do a lot of research and really dial all this in even for myself. You know what I mean? Cause I, I, I was like 85% sure of a lot of it, but I, even, I knew I had a little something that I was missing and I didn't understand the differences and where they come from and the definitions of the word and stuff. So So basically, if you look in Corpus Juris Secundum uh, and you look up the definition of the word client, a client by definition is defined as one who applies to a lawyer. Clients are also called wards of the court. And then you look up the definition of the term wards of court. The definition of that is infants and persons of unsound mind. So So what happens is a licensed lawyer represents you. Because they're, they're basically, the reason why it's called represent and not present is because that, that person legally in the legal world cannot present themselves. That's why they need re presentation. So the way it works is you're basically what represent means or client means is that you are essentially retarded. <laughs> uh, legally retarded. There's actually a legal definition I was gonna for. I'm going to
2: ask you, Brandon, if that basically was the gist of it, right? That as a client, you're too dumb to yeah, represent yourself yeah. in court, so you have to yeah. hire an attorney at law to represent you to the court.
1: That's right. Wow. Now, that's why wow. in the court, when you take on a lawyer, what's happening is, is you waive all. OK, me do that back. When you when you are represented by an attorney at law, you waive all your rights because children and retards don't really have rights in the eyes of the law, because because the only people who have rights in the eyes of the law are people who can present themselves. Mm. Like, for example, like, for example, I haven't found direct evidence to this but i've found mountains and mountains of circumstantial evidence to this the word responsibility so for example if 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 you get a a letter mailed to you like a bill what they do is they do a first mailing second mailing third mailing and then at that point it's default judgment right so what they do is is they 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 say they say if you don't respond then it's called acquiescence acquiescence is the same as consent in the law it's rape it's it's actually pretty much rape in the law but the way the law, uh, you know, basically if you're retarded and you're so freaking retarded that you can't respond, then, then basically they consider it essentially acquiescence because you don't even really have the mental capacity to say no or yes. So the, the way, the way, the way the legal world thinks of it is, is the default is a yes, not a no. You would think the default should probably be a no. It's like, if I, if I don't, if, if, if you come up to me and you grab my ass and I don't say anything. You would think like okay, the default on that should be no, right? But the way the law looks at it is the default on that is yes.
0: Yeah, like keep doing it. No means yeah. yes, and yes means
1: anal. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's like if you don't, <laughs> if you don't directly and explicitly say no, it's a yes, basically, right? And and it's an interesting conversation to have because 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 it goes into so many weird permutations of this and that. But you also got to think too, like if th- there is some truth in it. Because if you're standing there and you aren't walking away and you aren't saying no, and you're, and you're engaging with the person, it's sort of like the fact that you're there and the fact that you're engaging in itself, actions speak a lot of the words we've been told that our whole lives. And it's true. So it's sort of like, yes, you didn't specifically and explicitly say no, but your actions sort of infer that it's kind of more of a yes because you're there. It's it's it, it. It's not totally insane when you really really start to dig into this stuff and you start to study it really seriously for a real long period of time. You realize that it's really not as insane as what people might think it is. Right? It may not be the greatest thing in the world, but it, it's really not that bad or fucked up. Right? It's sort of like it's like you know a crack den. You got raped in a crack den. It's like what are you doing in a crack den? You were there. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost kind of the same idea. It's like, you, you got these bad vibes, you know, you, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm not justifying rape by any means whatsoever. I'm just, I'm just saying the conversations of these things are a lot more complicated than people think. And it's actually, I consider these conversations and these thought processes to be very, very fascinating and very clarifying because you're, you're clarifying contractual agreements on every single subdivision of human interactivity. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a very fascinating study in my opinion, it, and it's deep. It's not that simple. So, you know, and it's like, how do you clearly delineate, you know? So it's like, the so, so in my opinion, from all the things that I've researched, the word responsibility comes from law and it comes from, you take responsibility and you put, the ability in front of respond and you get the ability to respond, responsibility, the ability to respond. Do I have like direct exact quote or evidence that I can show you on that? No, but like just from studying like contracts and studying trust law and studying uh, a force contract and studying non-disclosure and studying all the things that a contract has to have in order to be a contract and studying all these different things. Like I really feel like, like that's what the word means, and it's so fascinating because a person who would take on an attorney at law as someone who 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 is a, a, a what is it uh, an infant or person of unsound mind is someone who does not have the ability to respond. It's an irresponsible person in the eyes of the law. An irresponsible person does not have. Rights, they do not have the privileges of being a human being, because a human being, by definition, uh, when you look up the word, even the derivation of the word soul, one of the most beautiful derivations uh in, in the history of the of the derivations of the word soul is animate existence. It, like blew my fucking mind. So it's like you as a soul animate your existence in your body. And and if you are unable to animate your body into responding. You are thus irresponsible. Thus, you must be a shell. You're not a human being. Now, this is, I don't usually get into a lot of theories and a lot of my material are on these shows. So what I'm talking about right now is a little bit more of like Brandon's theories based off it. of a lot of things that he's Go seen. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to be very clear of what's like, this is it. And I've nailed this down. And like, this is more like I've nailed these things down. And then based off of these things, circumstantially, I feel like this is probably how it is. Uh, so, so this is kind of more almost on like the paraphysical that we're going into a little bit. Uh, so, but, but this is what, how I think it works and this is how I think all of this operates. Right. So, so when you're a ward of the court, you're basically like a, you're just like a plaything. You're just like a, a floating log. You don't have any say in anything. You, you, you're just, you're just completely, you're treated as property. Cause you, you literally are in the eyes of the law. Cause again, everybody's like, Oh, it's all commerce. They look, they look at us as like uh as like commercial uh, uh, goods and like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, if you can't respond to anything, there is some truth in that. Like you are pretty much a piece of property. You are an inanimate existence. You are a soulless physical body. If you're a soulless physical body, uh, you're essentially a corpse. So you get into corporations, corp orations right? Ooh. So it's sort of like, are you able to animate your own existence? Are you able to have the ability to respond? If not, you are essentially a corpse. A corpse is nothing more than a pile of matter and molecules, no different than a box, no different than a car, no different than a desk. So you become property, and they treat you as property. So when you take on an attorney. At law, you waive all of your rights. You waive the Fifth Amendment, and you literally legally become a piece of property.
2: Now, Brandon, I have, I have a question, and, and I think this might be the direction you're going in. Now, when you talk about the difference between the United States and the United States Corporation,
1: mm-hmm.
2: under the United States Corporation... Aren't we, in fact, property of the United States Corporation?
1: So, well, let, let, me, let me finish this last track, and then we'll, we'll okay. jump on that one, because I want to just finish this last one, because the last part is really important. So, um, So the alternative option to an attorney at law, which is what everyone does, because they don't understand any of this, and they didn't even know they had a choice, and they didn't even know there was a choice, because <laughs> the bar only involves themselves with attorneys in law. So now if we talk about a completely different type of attorney that most people don't even really know exist, or maybe they do and they never realize there was an option, attorney in fact. Attorney in fact is someone who – so when I write my power of attorneys, which I'm writing a whole bunch of them right now, I write them in a way where it's like huge – important note in all bold. The, the, the principal, which is a person I'm working with and the, myself as the agent, I put on there, the principal is educating themselves in the subject of law. The principal is, uh, is not waiving their rights. They are not uh, uh, saying that they're a client as per the definition in corpus juris secundum. I give a special definition of the word client, so they can't use the stupid ass one on us. And then I say, you know, uh, they, they, they need assistance in order to present themselves. And it's like all bold, huge letters. The The client, the principal does not waive any rights. There is no assumption of degradation of character. There is no assumption of degradation of power that this is, this contract is nothing more than a request for assistance in self preservation and self presentation. Now, what that does is, is it it takes the client it takes the principal which is the person that i'm working with and it 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 allows me to work with them legally because as per the constitution and also 15 usc 1 in the united states uh, code uh contracts are like the god of commerce and and, and even even the f- f- uh, the federal corporations very clear about this they don't if there's a contract and it's like legit and they can't like break into it or like if it's notarized it's like you could take. I could write up a contract. It's fucked up, but I'm going to give you an extreme example. You can, you can. The 13th and the 14th Amendment in uh, annihilated involuntary servitude. People don't realize that. Uh, it didn't. It, it abolished slavery, but the definition of slavery from the 13th and 14th Amendment is involuntary servitude. You can legally contractually involve yourself in voluntary servitude. And if you contractually involve yourself in involuntary servitude and there is no non-disclosure, it it is a legally binding agreement that the government cannot involve themselves in. And that's what the whole government is based off of. It's based off of these words and terms and making things confusing in a way where you voluntarily enter into servitude. Like, Voluntary servitude is completely legal.
0: It's kind of like the uh reminds me of the whole consent thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, the same
1: exact thing. It's like, all it all ties into consent.
0: Well, it's right? like with the vaccine stuff. Um, a lot of the times <laughs> I felt like they weren't technically forcing you to get vaccinated, in America anyway. But they're putting it in such a way that like you might lose your job or you might not be able to open your business or you might not be able to travel unless you get vaccinated. Where then and therefore it's like, well, I don't really have a choice, so I'm going to go get vaccinated. So it's kind of like exactly it's kind of like (laughs) voluntary consent. Yeah, that's crazy. That makes a lot of sense to me.
1: So on my website, my law firm website, I say that you should work with an unlicensed professional because an unlicensed professional, which hardly any exists. Um, is someone who through the power of contracts through the power of a power of attorney form, you can you can get I don't want to use representation because that's not the right term. You can you can get a friends and family assistance for presentation without waiving any of your rights, in fact, uh, th- through my power of attorneys, you actually fully reserve all of your rights and regain. You, you've got more rights through my power of attorney form than you've ever had in your entire life through any contract you've ever involved yourself in your entire life. So it's the polar opposite of what you're going to get from an attorney at law, a licensed bar card holder. Right. Right. Mm. So it's, it's a bit of an uphill battle because no one's ever heard of someone practicing law or doing something with law or anything like that without a license. And they've been told their whole life that if they do it, it's illegal. Yes, it is illegal if if you practice law without a license within within District of Columbia, when you when you really boil it all down. That's what the law actually says because they say practicing law within the state of California, state of California is a privately owned for-profit corporation that is physically located in the district of Columbia. I don't practice law in the state of California. I practice, I I do legal work and I give legal advice and I help other people present themselves within the territorial boundaries of the non-incorporated California Republic. That is a completely different, polar opposite situation of what the law says I can and can't do in terms of practicing law in a state. So that's why it's such a crazy conversation, because the thing is, is that when you say you practice law in the state of California, what you're actually saying is, is that I practice law within a private for-profit federal corporation called state of California, which is physically located in the district of Columbia.
2: Yeah, so every state in the union must be the same setup, right, Brandon? It's the same setup. Yeah. Really. So what
1: you want to do is if you want to know what the original name of your state actually was, which you guys are in an interesting situation because those states are really unique. Uh, those are the very first ones that ever happened, and they have a really rich history, right? But if you go into, like, what was the original names of the states of America— when they were entered into the union like for example uh i don't know if i'll be able to find this in three seconds but uh in california it's a Cal- it, was, it was originally called california republic yeah mm-hmm. okay now for a lot of states it was i found a wikipedia article here so is will like not this actually first.
2: on the california flag brandon
1: possibly or used possibly. to be or
2: used to be the Republic of California or something like that.
1: It's there's, the, the California Republic still exists. It's just that no one lives there on paper. Right. <laughs> it's totally insane. Right. So, so I'm looking at just a random thing. This might not be right, but it, it gives a good example of what I'm talking about. Uh, like Delaware, uh, the, the original name of Delaware was colony of Delaware. The original name for New Jersey was Crown Colony of New Jersey. Uh, uh, Georgia, Connecticut, Massachusetts was actually Crown Colony of Massachusetts Bay was the original name. As yeah, per yeah, the Massachusetts article, the right?
2: Massachusetts Bay Colony, and New Hampshire and Maine at one time were all part of the Massachusetts Bay Colony.
1: Yeah, I'm looking around. I don't even see, let's see here. I don't even see New Hampshire on here. Let's go down. And and I don't know, like there's a couple of these articles and they have a little bit different names, but it's, it's pretty much along the same line. Let me see here. Uh, I am not seeing, oh, there it is. Crown Colony of New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah that was the original. Uh, the, the Virginia is interesting. Crown Colony and Dominion of Virgin, Vir, Virginia was the original name for that one. And then we go all the way down the first republic, according to this article, which again, there's a couple other ones I've seen, was Vermont, Vermont Republic, 1791. So when you then, then after that, we start getting into they start calling them territories. Like, for example, Tennessee was originally called Southwest Territory, Louisiana was originally called Territory of Orleans. Indiana was originally called Indiana Territory, Mississippi Territory, Illinois Territory, Alabama Territory. And then Massachusetts, it says Massachusetts in dark letters was actually the original name for Maine. And then it became District of Maine after that point. That was a little confusing because there's two different names here. Mm. you have Missouri Territory, Arkansas Territory, Michigan Territory, Florida Ter- Territory. Then you have the Republic Territory. Of Texas. Then you have Iowa territory, Wisconsin territory. So it's, it's uh, California was originally called unorganized territory slash Mexican session, huh. like session from the union session from Mexico. Hmm. It didn't really have a name uh, on this one. Uh, later on, it became California Republic though, because I remember on a different article, I was reading about this. So, so, so are you on You know, if you were in New Jersey, are you in Crown Colony of New Jersey or are you in New Jersey state? Because Crown Colony of New Jersey, there's other ways of naming it. You could say New Jersey Territory, probably, because, again, I've seen a couple of these articles. Here's another one. Uh, I just looked on another link. Uh, Some of them are a little bit different. But, But pretty much I know like a lot of this is pretty much what I've been talking about. You might see a little differences here and there, but like you won't see Texas named anything else except Republic of Texas. You won't see California named anything except uh, California Republic and a lot of the territories. You won't see them named anything except uh, territory. There's a couple that are territory of that's pretty rare. Usually it's the name of the state and then the word territory after that. Right. So are you on Montana territory or are you on state of Montana? Yeah, that's the question. Right. Now, the problem is, is that when you sign up for voter registration, you're signing under penalty of perjury even. That you are a resident or you domicile within the corporation called state of Wyoming, or state of California, and that's why they make you attest on the voter registration forms that you are a U.S. citizen. A U.S. citizen is someone who who residents or domiciles within the territorial boundaries of the District of Columbia.
0: So, when you say District of Columbia, are we talking about Columbia, Columbia, or something? No, no, else? no Washington D.C. Oh, so, okay. So we're talking about Washington, D.C. So is the set- D.C., Washington, D.C., D.C.
1: means District of uh, Columbia.
0: Okay. Okay. So this whole, like, I guess. Which, Buckley, hold on.
2: Which yeah. is basically a country onto itself, like the city of London in Vatican City also. That's and, why when
1: you look at the Washington, D.C. flag, it has the three stars. Each of those stars represent uh, what some people would call the unholy Trinity, which is the city of London, Washington, DC and Vatican city. Now, the more I dig into this stuff and the deeper I go, I start getting into these like totally insane rabbit holes, right? Obviously like probably more than anybody else in the world or damn near it. I- I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about the ne- the farriest aspect of all of this being so fucking evil. Uh, I-, I I think Originally it was something beautiful and then some things got altered and then I don't really know, you know, this is so, this is like actually a cult territory, like for real. Uh, but, I, but I will say I, I'm not, I, I, you know, as a researcher, I'm not quick to jump on the fucking everything's evil train because the thing is, is that if, if things were really as bad and as evil as people make it out to be on a lot of the social media stuff. I wouldn't even be able to go down a fucking street and get a goddamn coffee. I'd be fucking raped and set on fire in the goddamn street with gasoline. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So I just don't. I don't and it's like the same thing when people talk to me about cops and all cops murder black people and all cops are you know pillaging road pirates and blah 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 it's like no like my brother's a cop I know a lot of good cops they're they're trying their best they're they're just as fucked up it's like oh you know it's like well hey they don't know the same shit you didn't fucking know you know what I mean well, like that's how I look at it you well, know what a I mean?
0: lot of the like uh, this the legality stuff that you're talking about and the word and like The definitions of the words and stuff like that and their meanings. It reminds me kind of a lot of like when we talk about like the symbolism stuff in the satanic side that's put out throughout like medias and social and, uh, you know, social medias and like movies and all this stuff. It kind of reminds me of that stuff. Like this sort of, a lot of people call it like black magic or sorcery, which, you know, well, it is. So you, so I guess if I tell you,
1: if I, if I go up to you, if I, you know, the IRS is very simple. It's, it's, It's the United States is, is a federal corporation located in the district of Columbia. We're not going to tell you that. And then we're going to tell you, Hey, you don't love your country. You don't, you don't love your country. It's that simple. Now you've, you've completely altered the person's mentality. Mm. Oh no, I love, I love my country. I love the United States. I want to pay my taxes. You see now it becomes a pride point. It's it's it's, it is the occult at a certain point, right? It literally is. Branded. What's the definition of the word occult? What's the derivation of the word occult? It's the hidden, hidden. the secret, the unknown, the unknown information. That's the, yeah. that's the derivation of the word occult, right?
2: Brandon, so, I'd like to bring something up, not to interrupt you, but I'd like to bring something up while you got on the subject of the IRS, right? Yeah. And something else that's I would call hidden, because a lot of people don't know this, is that the IRS is domiciled on the island of Puerto Rico.
1: Yes, that's correct.
2: Which, while it is not a state in the Union, it is a U.S. territory. Why on earth would the IRS be domiciled on a U.S. territory and not in, say, Washington, D.C., if if it was a legit setup? And this is... Kind of the base of all your work, right? Is 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 the whole state national thing, and, and why we're paying taxes? Who we're actually paying taxes to? Is that in uh, voluntary servitude to the voluntary corp-
1: voluntary servitude? Voluntary. It, it's it's a very fine line, and most people would say it's involuntary. But 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 I, I prefer to. It, it, it it's it's voluntary the reason why it's voluntary is because it, once you do realize how this all works you can exit the system with with like literally zero problems like it's like the easy you just literally it's just open door open door uh, open double door I say in my course if you're a fat ass it's a it's a it's a greased door that way you can just slide right through even if you're a fat fuck. Gosh, it's kind of a, my course is such a joke right but uh uh <laughs> it's like a big ass huge open it's like a It's like a, it's not even a door. It's like a hallway. Uh, You literally walk through the goddamn thing. There's no, there's no lock. There's no, there's no door. There's nothing to open. There's nothing to break down. There's no window to break. It's just a fucking hallway. You just walk down it. You're, you're, you're out. It's, it's, it's crazy because if you're lost in this room forever and you you never, you never seen anything, you never seen anything. And then, and then after 20 years, there's this, this hallway, this lit up hallway. And it says, walk down this hallway to exit the building. And then you're like, fuck you. This is just an illusion. Like, you guys are fucking with me, blah, blah. This is all bullshit. Fuck you. Fuck you. You know, and then, and then you're standing there looking at this hallway that's well lit and it says exit this way. Congratulations. You found the exit. And people don't even believe it. And they're still in this like battle, fight, war mode in their mind. And instead of just walking down the hallway calmly and quietly, they freak out. And they think that it's a lie or a trap or something like that because they've been trapped so many times that they just assume everything else in my whole life in the past 25 years has been a trap. This must be a fucking trap, too. You fucking pig, piece of shit, blah, 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 So, So what happens is they get into this war mentality with the IRS when literally like there's just a lit hallway and you walk down it and you exit and they don't give you literally even the slightest fucking problem. But people can't even emotionally believe that something that that could be true.
0: It's like that cave thing with pre- the people that live in the cave and they don't know yeah. there's like an outside until eventually yeah. someone decides to go outside. It's, they, like a, it's like it's like a real life shit. Stockholm syndrome. They see all the trees. They see all the flowers. They see the blue sky. And then when they come back into the cave to tell the other people about what's outside the cave, they're like, no, we don't believe you. But I mean, a lot of that goes into, the, I feel like, the occult black magic sorcery manipulation as well as like the media manipulation and stuff like that.
1: The whole thing. Including the IRS, including everything, is all based off of, of. There's two different countries. To to go back to your question, let's let's go back to your question. Let's tie this right back into your question, right? So, there's two different countries. There's the United States of America, and then there's United States. United States is is incorporated and it has sub-states. So you have Washington D.C. is like the 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 top of United States, and then you have Guam. The Virgin Islands, uh, Puerto Rico, and I believe American Samoa. That's that's a weird one. I'm not sure about that one. I believe, yes, I believe America Samoa. That's a whole different country with substates. So in United States, the states of United States in the incorporated world is Guam, uh Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, and I believe American Samoa, and maybe a couple other little ones that I'm missing. U.S. territories, the definition of U.S. territories are territories of United States. United States, as per what I mentioned earlier, is defined as a federal corporation physically located in the District of Columbia. So it's D.C. and then the states underneath D.C. Mm. And then you have United States of America, which is the 50 original unincorporated states of the Union, each of which are actually considered separate nation states in themselves. Exactly. So each state of the unincorporated United States of America is actually considered legally its own country.
2: Mm. Yes.
1: And and the, the constitution allows the government to handle federal, which the definition of federal means state to state in between countries essentially, right? So even the passport the passport was originally designed to be an identification for people who are traveling between countries. It's like Europe, America and Europe are the same thing, Hungary and Italy and France and, and all these different things and this and that it's more pronounced because they have their own language. They have their own culture. They have their own uh, uh, currency. America and, and England and and Europe are the exact same thing. It's a whole, it's 50 different countries that have essentially a contractual agreement to operate as a cohesive whole. So the federal document that was I allowed people to f- freely, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it. I don't think the passport system is nefarious. I think it's one of the only things that's not. <laughs> I could be wrong, but from my research, literally everything under the sun and stars pretty much is nefarious except the the passport system is pretty fucking cool, and it it, it does actually. It's very very very. Very uh, uh, helpful and very interesting. And it's actually not, from my experience, really trying to fuck you over that much. Uh, So the passport system was originally designed as a federal system to 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 clarify and identify individuals moving in between the countries, the 50 countries of the United States of America. Then what happened was, is that something nefarious happened, something bad happened where the the federal for profit corporation said, hey, as per the Constitution, we only have jurisdiction in commercial matters in between the states. So let's make everything commerce. Then if we make everything commerce, we can gain jurisdiction over everybody. It's all based on jurisdiction.
0: Right. Does that go into like the promissory notes stuff as well? And
1: well, that's a that's a whole that's whole why I said I have thing. the three different
0: okay I just wonder. things I talk
1: about that's a whole nother wing right that's right. A, that's its own entire conversation that's a huge conversation right
2: so Brandon let me ask you something <clears throat> uh because I was I was always under the assumption that each state in the United States of America was autonomous like they they ran their own government they were basically countries onto themselves. And if they wanted to do commerce, like if New Hampshire wanted to do commerce with other New England states or whatever, that the federal government really has no say in the matter, right? But what you're saying with the corporation of the United States, that they they federalized all the states, called everything that happens between the states, quote unquote, commerce which now gives them jurisdiction over every single of the 50 states.
0: What's the definition of uh, commerce? Like, do you know the kind of sorcery behind that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can look it up in Black's Law and that kind of thing. I mean, commerce, uh, uh, like, for example, just to touch on cars a little bit, I don't want to get off on this. It's going to reset my hour and a half immediately. (laughs) If you go to 18 U.S.C. uh, 31 uh, definition section, and you go down to subsection A6. Uh, and th- this this covers the whole car conversation, like a, a huge chunk of the whole conversation in 10 seconds. Uh, so you go to the Department of Motor Vehicles or the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, the DMV or the BMV in America, right? To go get your driver's license and all the good stuff. So the definition of motor vehicle department of motor vehicle people never think like oh i know what a motor vehicle is it's a it's a it's a car that has a motor in it right no it's not at all the term motor vehicle means every description of carriage or other contrivance propelled or drawn by mechanical power and used for commercial purposes on the highways in the transportation of passengers Passengers and property or property or cargo. Look how specific that is. So fuck first off, they say highways. So what's the definition of highways? It's not your your city streets. It's literally like the main thorough thoroughfares. It's it's highway. It's the legal definition of the word highway. Drawn by mechanical power, uh used for commercial purposes. It even tells you what they're transporting passengers, passengers, and property, or property or cargo. Those all have definitions, right? Now you go down to subsection 10 in that same area, and they go even farther. They go so, they're so precise. They have a definition for the term use for commercial purposes. The term use for commercial purposes means the carriage of persons or property for any fare, fee, rate, charge or other consideration, or directly or indirectly in connection with any business or other undertaking intended for profit. Right there, I just taught you how to defeat every single traffic ticket anyone listening to this show will ever get, ever. All you do is you write back and you say, I hereby attest that I was not involved in commerce uh, before, during, or after this particular uh, uh, traffic stop please provide evidence that i was involved in in some sort of commercial activity and i was transporting some sort of person or or cargo or property uh specifically explicitly on a highway uh and specifically and explicitly for any fare fee rate charge or other consideration directly or indirectly connected with any business or other undertaking intended for profit and then i mean just to just to tap this a little farther because uh it's fun and and i just don't want to go all the way on this, but I will go one more. There's a lot of information on the internet about sovereign citizens. You know, and they, they I'm not, I'm not driving, I'm traveling. And they, and then they get pulled out of their car and tased, and all this kind of good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Right. So Jesus. the thing is, is that no one, no one takes the time to really show you, you know, first off it's all in the delivery, right? I mean, you could, you could know all this information and deliver it like a fucking hot headed piece of shit. And you're going to get your ass beat. You're going to get taste but it's also knowing the actual source material. Like where does that come from? And like, it's just some retard in a, in a 1996 Dodge neon that looks like he hasn't shaved his fucking neck in, in, in nine months. So you know what I mean? But it's, it's, you know, has anybody ever told anyone where that comes from? It's like, that doesn't exist. He's just a fucking delusional piece of shit. No, it's actually true. It comes from 49 CFR, which stands for uh, a code of federal regulations. Section three nine zero point five T the T stands for transport. If you scroll down on that page, you're going to see the definition of commercial motor vehicle. You're going to see the definition of motor carrier. You're going to see the definition of all these things. So many different things. The definition of the word driver driver means any person who operates any commercial motor vehicle, and that's why you have a driver's license and no one's ever looked at their passport or gotten a passport card and looked at the back of their fucking passport card. And it literally says your passport card is good for all domestic travel. And you can even go, you can even go to with your passport card. Oh, okay. That's with your passport card, you can go to Canada, Mexico, and I believe like fucking Bermuda. Let me see here. It's super random. Well, you can oh,
2: well, go you have to passport card. Well, used to be go to England also when any English colonies or territories. Does that
0: mean you don't need a driver's license?
1: <laughs> well, well, you, you have a passport card and you have a passport book. I'm talking about the, there's different. The, the card is, is a different classification. So I have my passport card right here. So <clears throat> the back of the card states, and this is verbatim right here. i got to read it. Out, valid for domestic air travel. International land and sea travel between the US, Canada, Mexico, the Caribbean, and Bermuda. Not valid for international air travel. Uh, Okay. If you go to Bermuda via cruise ship. You got it. You can use your passport card. But if you go there via air, you have to use your passport book.
2: Well, check this out. Check this out. It's funny that we're just briefly on a passport subject. Uh, as a matter of fact, earlier today, that was my goal to get all my passport renewal products in line. I went to the bank, got a bank check for the U.S. Department of State. I went and got a new passport photo and all of that. I didn't elect to get a passport card because I figure if I got a passport book, I'm good, right? So, now, I've been to Bermuda via a cruise multiple times. Oh, wow. And I can remember at least one or two of those times when we got off the ship at King George's Wharf and you go through this building, I remember them just glancing at my passport. They didn't ask for it. I just
1: naturally took my passport and said, there's my passport, (laughs) Dude, well, there's got to be some reason for it. I don't know the reason for it, but there's got to be. They, why in the hell is Caribbean and Bermuda so explicitly written on this passport? I'm sure there's probably somebody out there that may want to dig into that. There's probably a lot of good information. I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of a, a treaty. Maybe there's something from 150 years ago, something blah, 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 blah. I have no idea. I don't really care. The point but-
2: is, Brandon, they never, <laughs> I'm looking at, I got my old passport right here. I don't remember them stamping my passport anywhere i've got I've got two stamps from several visits to Mexico, and
1: i you you have, flew to Mexico, correct? I did. yeah, so if you were to land or sea, which is whatever land or sea, uh, I don't know if they would have stamped it. I don't know.
2: Like if you drove across the border into Juarez from El Paso.
1: They're not going to stamp your passport, to my knowledge, because the the book is not required. Only the card is required. It's a lower level of requirement. Why or how or this or that? I have no idea. I don't really care. Okay,
2: so what I'm saying is I'm looking at my passport right now, and for every time I ever went to Bermuda via cruise ship, Mm -hmm. no stamps. There's no stamps. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Then uh, you go to 18 U.S.C. 1545. Uh, 18 U.S.C. uh, 1545 is called safe conduct violation. And it says here in 18 U.S.C. uh, 1545, whoever violates any safe conduct or passport duly obtained and issued under authority of the United States shall be fined under this title imprisoned not more than 10 years or both. So if you go on my social media and you see all these tens of thousands of people that are all driving around, uh, well, whatever, traveling around, I don't really get into all that bullshit. I just say I'm not driving. I don't don't really use other terms because I had never found anything that some people have told me they have found things, but I've never really, I don't really care. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not commercially driving. That's it. It's, it's that simple. Like I'm not commercially driving, uh, uh, and if you believe I'm commercially driving, then then it's you know the the burden of proof is on you as the prosecution to prove that I am transporting some kind of passenger or property or cargo for any fee, fee rate or consideration. If you want to do that, I'll see you in court. Uh, good luck, because I'm not. It's that simple. Like I consider it to be that simple. The words and getting into all this and the traveling and the you know that people who don't in my opinion, people who don't really get it are the kinds of people who are trying to use the force of the words. For me, it's just, you know, look, you you believe you have jurisdiction over me, then you believe that I'm I'm, I'm driving commercially. If you believe I'm driving commercially, then by all means, prove it. I mean, uh, you know, I'd love to see this. This is going to be, I'll bring popcorn into the fucking courtroom. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where, Let them let them prove it. If they if they're so sure you're driving commercially, fucking go for it, bro. Like uh, this is gonna be hilarious. Some young rookie cop believes doesn't know a goddamn thing. You're talking about, you know, and you're like, hey, bro, hell yeah, bro. You think I'm in fucking commerce? Like hell yeah, bro. Like (laughs) let's see this. This is hilarious. This is gonna be fun. Uh, But 18 USC 1545. if, if, If if you know the reason why my people they they issue their passport card to the officer, they're kind, they're polite, they're gentle. And the officer says, thank you very much. Have a nice day. Because they they, they don't really know what's going on, but but what happens is, is that it's in the system. If they detain you or do anything with you when you present a passport, which says I'm not involved in commerce, I am a private whatever, uh, they can't do anything. And if they do, they, they will go to prison for up to 10 fucking years. Well, <laughs> so have you
0: you have plenty of cases where you've done this or so
1: many dude. really so many so many fucking cases bro so many you could be drunk as fuck not that i recommend that (laughs) but i'm just you know i'm a realist i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything and bullshit anybody you know what i mean i lived in new york for five years i love new york my fucking my fucking soul home you know new york city you know so there's a lot of dumb shit you can do and get away with uh but the thing is karma will catch up with you We'll tell you that. Uh, and, gotcha. and, and it's, like, there'll be a certain point where they don't care anymore. They're gonna turn off their camera and just beat the ever loving fuck out of you. They're not gonna give a fuck. There is a diploma. And, and, and this all comes down to and we could talk for four hours about all this bullshit, cards, and all this. And I always tell people the same thing. You don't get power because you have a stupid fucking retard plastic card in your wallet. Mm. That's not where power is derived from. There is zero power in that. The power is from the understanding and the diplomatic relations that you have with the people and groups internally and externally from your life and existence. That's where all the power is at. If someone asks me what's more powerful, a fucking dope ass special passport that you have with fucking uh, diplomatic immunity or, or a cute girl that can make people laugh that can show a little cleavage cute girl all fucking day long. <laughs> all fucking day long literally yeah. like all day right yeah uh a charismatic man who can who can have his fucking hands on the steering wheel and not fucking be digging around like a retard and 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 really treat the officer with respect and and be appreciative of the officer existing as a human being and being lost just like all the fucking rest of us way beyond what a stupid fucking passport could do way beyond
2: i started to say uh i think it all all boils down to I've always had a knack for being very diplomatic and very calm in situations and explaining to whoever's questioning you things in a certain manner where they would just come back and say, Hmm, okay. You know, I mean, don't get loud with them. Don't try to, you know, pull power over them or whatever, you know, acknowledge them in the (laughs) position that they're in and say, listen, with no disrespect, X, Y, Z. And that's going to get you a lot further than some of these people on these videos that you see on social media, YouTube, where the first thing, am I being detained? Am I being detained? You know, and acting like total assholes. Yep. And you're just going to piss the cop off and he's going to do exactly what you said, Brandon, He's going to call some backup and he's going to have a camera malfunction.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: and then you're going to find out,
0: you know, what really happens. But the question of am I being detained, I feel like that's a very valid question to bring up. When, but like Brandon when said, it's, engaging, the, it's
2: the delivery, though.
0: Right. Like if you're like screaming and being like, fuck pigs, am I detained, whatever. But if you're like literally because if you ask them if you're being detained, right, and they say yes, then they have to tell you why. Right. They have to. Don't they have to. Incite or say yeah, but some there's sort there's so, like it's, it's just like everything else. It's just like everything else. There's so many or something. There's like so that. many
1: permutations of this. Like you, you say to yourself, if you ask, okay, there's a lot of different ways of asking. Am I being detained? Are you detaining me? Right. Like there's a lot of guys who literally are like, am I being detained? Are you detaining me? Like what makes you think? You know, it's like it's like it's it's the, even asking that question is contentious. Yeah, yes to that <laughs> question might be literally just fuck you, bitch. You're not going anywhere fuck you that's the that's really the answer to the question like but there is a
0: legality to whether or not you have to uh, you know stick around based on whether or not a cop is detaining you or not right
1: no I I understand that but it's 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 there's a lot of different there's a lot of different angles of this right like for example
0: a
2: lot of different nuances for sure
1: yeah it's 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 am I being detained I, I would never ask that that's like that's like would you enjoy pistol whipping me right now but that's, I feel like that's the same, that's the same question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, would it, would it, would it be a sexual experience for you to, to bust out my teeth right now? You know, that's the, that's the same. <laughs> I feel like that's the same question. You know what I mean? Like, like, if you really think about it, like it's not, am I being detained? It's it's if you be, uh, check this out, okay. let, let me replace that. Let me replace that. This is something you're not going to hear from anybody else, right? This is the way I think. If you believe I am currently involved in commercial activity, Would you like to write me a ticket right now? How about that question?
2: Yeah, they probably wouldn't know how to answer that one, right?
1: That's a powerful question, right? Are
0: you basing this off of a traffic stop?
1: I mean, yeah, but I mean, all all crimes are commercial. We can get into that, but it's all all commercial-based. Everything is commercial-based. A ticket, by definition, people don't realize, what is a ticket? A promissory note. yes yes that's probably the closest answer ever gotten uh uh, but it's actually it's actually a it's actually a hybridized security so so there's two main types of security there's a performance bond and a payment bond it's really simple took me nine months to simplify this a performance bond is a promise to do something and a payment bond is a promise to pay something that's it that's all securities. I just explained all of securities, the whole SEC in a fucking sentence. Okay. So they, the, the ticket defaults to a performance bond. You're signing, you know, they tell you uh, this is not an admission to guilt. This is just stating that you'll be in this particular courtroom at this particular time to defend yourself and blah, blah, blah. It's a performance bond to be physically located in a certain position at a certain time. Mm. You have the option to convert the performance bond into a payment bond by paying the violation price so it's a performance bond with an option like an option security it's an option security to do turn it into a perf, uh, payment bond right so all tickets are securities all tickets are our payment our performance bonds with an option to make it a payment bond okay and when you understand how all that works, they can They can never write a ticket on you again. It's physically impossible. You could have them. Uh, you could have if you when you understand how securities work and you understand how securities violations work and you take the necessary steps to trademark your name and do all these different things. You can actually have a police officer arrested and put in prison for like 50 years for writing you a ticket. Really? It's secure. It's a massive securities violation.
2: Okay, Brandon, let's move on from the commerce question because we went a little <laughs> long on that. But that was super
0: interesting. Shit and though, uh, yeah. let's
2: continue back on the trajectory you were on before I asked you that question.
1: Sure, whatever, <laughs> whatever you guys want.
0: So uh,
2: when we were talking, you know, how the individual states are, are basically countries onto themselves, et cetera, et cetera, explain the state national thing uh, versus... The sovereign citizen, because I have I know that in this movement they have in the state of New Hampshire, a lot of people have actually changed their Facebook profiles to their name, Sovereign Citizen. Now, so there's a big difference between a sovereign citizen, because if you're sovereign, you can't really be a citizen, right? I mean, I've seen that come up multiple times, like the definition <laughs> of state national.
1: I don't have a lot of people like this on, on my stuff because I sovereign citizen is impossible. Uh, you can't, you can't be a sovereign citizen. It's physically impossible. It's a physical and legal impossibility, um, to the point where it's, it's, it's literally a legal fiction in itself. Uh, it has a special definition, uh, whatever they call it because it, it, it can't physically exist. Uh, it's, it's physically impossible. It's like saying, a a man and a woman at the same time, a man, woman, you know, which would be a hermaphrodite or something. I don't know, but you know, it's like, a. uh, uh, it's it, it's impossible. It, it's it's a it's an impossibility. It's it's sovereign citizen is an impossibility. It's a physical impossibility. You can't actually even be one, even if you wanted to be one. Uh, even if you even if you it was a sexual fantasy for you to be a fucking sovereign citizen. Sorry, you still can't do it.
2: And that's what I was led uh, to believe in the kind of research that I did on it.
1: Yeah, and for someone to say that they are is just man. They have some serious fucking misunderstandings. Very deep, basic, intense misunderstandings, which is why they're so violent. Sometimes, I won't. I won't deny it. I mean, they put all these videos up online. I mean, I won't deny the fact that there are people out there doing this shit. You know. Uh, so uh, to answer your question, you have. Uh, we've already cleared up that the United States means a federal corporation located in the District of Columbia. Okay, so now what we're going to do is uh, uh, we're going to look at uh, forty two USC ninety one oh two uh, subsection eighteen, which is the definition of United States citizen. OK, uh, United States citizen means any individual uh, who is a citizen of the United States by law, birth or naturalization. OK, we've already cleaned up what uh, United States means. So it's the District of Columbia. So we'll re- we're going to reread this. United States citizen means a any individual who is a citizen of the District of Columbia by law, birth or naturalization. So by law means by contract by birth means you were born in the district of Columbia, but that's actually not a big deal because your nationality is based off of where you domicile. So even if you were born in the district of Columbia, it doesn't really fucking matter. You can just ignore that. And then you have the word naturalization. That's a big one. Huge. That's, that's the, that's the big boy. That's the elephant in the room big time. Right? So people say like, Oh, I know what that is. That's when you're in a state for more than seven years or whatever. Blah, blah. Actually, I said nothing to do with it at all whatsoever. The definition of naturalization comes from 8 USC one one zero one subsection a 23. This is the one I went over in the tinfoil hat podcast, right? It's, it's probably one of the most important points in all of, of nationality and citizenship. Literally it's, it it clarifies the whole thing. It says here the term, uh, the term naturalization means the conferring of nationality of a state upon a person after birth, by any means whatsoever. So, when you sign up for voter registration, uh, the only choice they're going to give you is they make you attest under penalty of perjury that you are a U.S. citizen, which means U.S. means District of Columbia. You are a D.C. citizen. You can replace U.S. citizen with D.C. citizen and you'll be fine in your mind. Okay. So, uh, driver's license asks you, are you a U.S. citizen? Passport asks you if you're a U.S. citizen or your parents are U.S. citizens or your spouse is a U.S. citizen uh, or your ex-spouse is a U.S. citizen. And then you have uh, voter registration asks you uh, to testify, sign under penalty of perjury that you're a U.S. citizen. So each time that you did that, you naturalized into Washington, D.C., you conferred nationality of an entirely different foreign country called united states upon a person upon yourself after birth you were born by any means whatsoever nobody became a us citizen by birth hardly anybody in america ever became a us citizen by birth 90 whatever Percentage of people became a U.S. citizen through naturalization by filing a W-9 tax form, which would be naturalization. By saying yes on a driver's license application to the the question, are you a U.S. citizen, yes or no, that's naturalization. Checkboxing that your parents and your spouse or yourself are U.S. citizens on your passport application DS-11 form that would be naturalization. You naturalized as a U.S. citizen. It has nothing to do with your birth. If you were born in any of the 50 unincorporated nation states, you were not a U.S. citizen until you naturalized. The birth certificate is also, and the social security number is also a a, a naturalization in a way, uh, sort of. So naturalization is really where all the action's at, right? So you think to yourself, well, it's sort of like this whole gender dysphoria thing that we're experiencing. If you say you're a female uh, on an official capacity, then you are a female. Basically the same definition. If you say that you're a U.S. citizen, boom, you now live in the District of Columbia. That's what naturalization means, right?
0: Just like by declaring it.
1: I, I would say in a more in
0: a more official capacity, yes. Okay, so you can't just like say it out loud.
1: It's not specific, but I would say in a more written ideally okay. more like notarized document affidavit ideally kind of more in that direction i would say would probably be a lot more safe to say in my opinion that you would actually be naturalizing mentioning it on a facebook post uh while you have all these documents that are signed under penalty of perjury is a little bit risky because if you do wind up getting charged with let's say for example 18 usc 911 which is uh, a saying that you are a us citizen when you aren't one and it's up to 3 years in prison uh they say, well, hold on a lot of second now you say on Facebook that you are one, but here on your passport application and your driver's license and your marriage license and your W-9 form that you filed on uh, August 16th of 2022, all these different places you say that you are under penalty of perjury, mind you, so that they look at you and they have a little smirk, a little double smirk. And they say, so wait a second. So, are you a non-US citizen, as per your post on Facebook, or are you guilty of four counts of perjury, as well as eighteen USC nine eleven, and we're going to put you away for nine years?
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> see the difference.
0: So it's like if you're, if say you were like an, immig- an immigrant, right, or something, or whatever, and you were filling out for applying on applications, legal applications, license application, or whatever, uh, and you weren't you were completely from a different country, but on all of those forms, you put that you were a U.S. citizen. Is that kind uh, of like that, naturalization? It, it's, a very,
1: it's a very weird thing because to say that you are a U.S. citizen when you are not one is illegal, but to say that you are a U.S. citizen makes you a U.S. citizen. So it's like... By naturalization. By naturalization. So it's, it's literally probably a handful of people on the whole planet that would even be able to like understand this conversation literally like in the whole legal system mm. from the top to the bottom the whole government uh joe biden doesn't even understand this conversation right now well he doesn't literally, understand anything really so. he doesn't <laughs> understand anything right so 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 you're asking a question that's so uh the, the real the real thing is is that it comes down to the word confer conferring nationality of a state upon a person right so so what is the definition of the word confer? Mean it means to bestow some sort of honor or characteristic right so It's like in my contract killer course, which is free on my website, I go through and I explain all the different areas where you naturalized your marriage license, your driver's license, your uh, passport, your voter registration. And I teach you how to either change, adjust or eliminate every single one of those points of naturalization. By, by re-naturalizing, which uh, uh, the UN Declaration of Human Rights, Article 15, uh, United Nations Declaration. This is actually where all the power comes from or or where you can use to uh, do this very, it's very, very easy to naturalize. Literally just a piece of paper that's na- that's an affidavit that's notarized. You mail that fucking thing to anybody, and it's instantaneous naturalization. It comes from the United Nations Uh, Declaration of Human Rights, Article 15, Section 2, which says no one shall be arbitrarily deprived of his nationality, nor denied the right to change his nationality. You bring that up. No one's going to give you any issues. I've never heard of anybody having any issues with this. But if anybody did, you would just bring that up and you would just shut them the fuck down so hard uh, so fast. I mean, literally instantaneously. Right. So what you're doing is, is when you look in the Internal Revenue Code, um, 26CFR877A, I believe it is, uh, subsection way down at the bottom somewhere, you have the definition of the term expatriate. The term expatriate means, A, any United States citizen who relinquishes his citizenship, right? Uh, And then you have... 8 U.S.C. 1401. So 8 U.S.C. 1401 says the following shall be nationals and citizens of the United States at birth. And it has all these different ways in which someone is born with both nationality and citizenship. So really, everybody walking around in America pretty much has actually both. You're not actually really converting from one to the other. You actually already have both, and you're getting rid of one of them. You're retaining nationality while expatriating citizenship. And that's why the word renunciation is so fucked up. When you renounce, which is a totally different process, you're getting rid of both your nationality and your citizenship, which you don't want to do. There's no benefit to that at all whatsoever. Uh, what you want to do is you want to go through an expatriation process, which is where you get rid of your citizenship, but you retain your nationality. Now, in that same section, 8 U.S.C. 1101, subsection 23, the section that had the definition of naturalization, which means the conferring of nationality of a state upon a person after birth by any means whatsoever, uh, the definition of the word state there just means like literally any group. We can get into it in more detail and blah, blah, blah but. Literally any group that's at peace is, is considered a state, right? So California Republic as a state and then, and then, and then Washington DC, which is called United States, that's a state too, right? So you're expatriating from United States and you're becoming what's called a national of California Republic or the crown colony of New Hampshire whatever it was. That's what you're doing, right? So when you look at eight U.S.C. 1101, subsection A21, which is just above that definition of naturalization, it says the term national means a person owing permanent allegiance to a state. And you look up the word permanent, it doesn't mean anything. It literally means nothing. It says the term permanent means a relationship of continuing or lasting nature as distinguished from temporary but a relationship may be permanent, even though it is one that may be dissolved eventually at the instance of either the United States or the individual in accordance with law. So, so permanent means literally nothing. People get confused on that work. So just, you just reread this and just take that out completely. The term national means a person owing allegiance to a state. It's that fucking simple, literally. So it's like, and then you realize that you can just make up your own state. You, you know, state literally means any group of individuals anywhere. It's not location based. So it could be your buddies you play Call of Duty with. You can actually write up a document, notarize it, and say that uh, I'm expatriating as a U.S. citizen as per the definition of naturalization from 8 U.S.C. 1101, subsection 823. I am am renouncing all citizenship involving the United States. I am now retaining nationality, and I am now a national of, and then you can just put like your clan name, which is like, (laughs) you know, retard destroyers. (laughs) r r r d you know at the end of your name on your on your call of duty clan and you can actually naturalize as a national of retard destroyers wow so brandon
2: amazing so brandon on your website you have lots of resources that kind of explain the whole state national theory right so that's something that people uh people would definitely check out if they have questions and they could go right to that and that'll (laughs) probably answer any of the questions that they have right
1: yeah, you're not going to, this is not an overnight thing. This is not a, this is not a, you know, this is a lifestyle. This is a, this is a whole kind of song and dance. This is a whole mentality. This is a spiritual shift, a mental shift, a physical shift. This is a whole, you know, regaining, you know, say the word sovereignty, you know, that kind of has like a, a lot of people have like a weird reaction to that. It's, it's regaining the ability to respond to every aspect of life.
0: Sounds like you're finding legal loopholes. Sort of.
1: The word loophole is very degrading. Not, not, degrading. not to be mean. It, it's it's yeah, a very, I wasn't like, it's a very to, low level I word. It, I, I mean? wasn't trying
0: to degrade you, but I mean, it's <laughs> no, like, I understand. understand kind of that. Like, I hear that a lot. No, I wasn't trying to be mean or anything like that. No, no, it's no just, I know. I know. Like when I think of a loophole, I think of like you're like using almost like you're using the system against itself. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're,
1: you're in a voluntary servitude. And the thing is, is that the entire system is set up to where you can exit that voluntary servitude literally whenever you want. So it's the the learning and the education of how to exit your voluntary servitude, which they've already established the exit routes for you. And you're just simply locating them and walking down them. It's literally that simple.
2: That's why I That's wasn't pretty cool. I, I wouldn't equate them to be. Uh, and I understand what you meant, Buckley, but no, no, I get it too. I, I'm not trying I to be like
1: a dick or whatever, but I just, uh, I hear that a lot and it's a bit of a, it's a word that people just like, that's the only word. What, what other word am I supposed to fucking use? You know, which I get it. I get that. I get that. But it's like the word loophole is like a, almost the definition sort of kind of or in my head or most people has like a cool little trick that you can use to gain a little bit of an advantage in law. Right. Like this is so far. This is like I mean, you are literally becoming the king or queen of your own your own kingdom this is a this is huge
0: this is like like your own nation almost
1: yeah you 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 are you are birthing your own nation you are birthing you are becoming a diplomatic consular, an ambassador at large is exactly how they call it in the um, in the passport documentation
2: that's why i didn't like i didn't like uh the term loophole either because they actually provide right, guys, you... I
0: get it, okay? No, no,
2: no, God. No, no, no. Buckley, I'm not God, talking...
0: God, come on.
2: I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that there's actually laws on the books, by the sounds of it, that tell you how you can do this
1: legally. This is not some kind of... It's funny because it's it's like okay what is the definition of a cult it's the hidden it's the secret it's the secret information right the, the the most beautiful thing about the way this whole thing is set up in terms of the black arts is the fact that it's not really hidden the information is available it's the it's the connectivity and the relativity of the information which is almost impossible to figure out
0: Like, hit it in plain sight sort of type of thing. It's like, here's all the
1: pieces, but you'll never figure out how they go together, Uh, you fucking bitch-ass little retard. Like, that's literally how it is. Yeah. Here's all the pieces. And, you know, not many people have found these pieces, but like, here's all the pieces, bro. Here's all the pieces, bro. Like, we got well, full you gotta, disclosure, bro, but you will never, ever figure out how they go together, bro. Well, ever. you got to focus it's on things like
0: the Kardashians. You got to focus on like LGBTQ shit and like yeah. all these wars and whatever paradigm shift they give you in the news next. So you don't actually ever have time to go and study anything about law Do
1: or you would know there's, I mean? there's a lot of people who have found these pieces or, or, or some of the right. pieces or whatever, but I feel like the the place that I've really taken it to the next level is the relativity. And that's, that's really where all the work has been. Well, that's why, why would you,
0: been. why would you read anything about law when there's so many choices on Netflix or Hulu or yeah, HBO yeah. or anything like that? You know, seriously. I mean? <laughs> or video games to play, you know? Yeah,
1: seriously.
2: Yeah. And the, and the other thing too, that, uh, that I kind of wanted to equate that to is that people have been so conditioned from birth, right? What do they teach you in school, right? Not only did they use the Rockefeller slash Prussian schooling program to get you indoctrinated into knowing that you got to show up at a certain time, you got to do your work, you got to get a lunch break, and uh, you know if you do really good at the end of the year, well then you get to progress to the next level. After you have you know, 60 days off in this whole time that you're being indoctrinated to do what? You're being taught to do what? You're taught to leave school, find a job, pay your taxes, and it's pounded into your head. Pay your taxes. You better pay your taxes or you're going to get into trouble. When in fact, there are legal ways, not loopholes, because a loophole would suggest that there's an empty spot, like a massive gray area where whatever situation you have going on, there's no law for it, no law against it. When in fact, for this, for the state national, there are actually laws on the books that back that up. But it's so convoluted that you would have to take some effort and a lot of research to put these pieces together to figure out how to do that and Brandon you've actually done the legwork for the people right so Brandon tell yes. us tell us how your life has been different since you became a state national
1: well, I I have an 800 horsepower Shelby GT500 and a 200 horsepower 1200 cc motorcycle that I drive around. You know, <laughs> sometimes I go the speed limit. Sometimes I'm going 160 miles an hour, depending on how I feel. But uh, when you realize all this, you, you live in a world where the the police, the police just I mean they just they're just they're like they're like chihuahuas, you know? Like like it's an illusion. It's like it's like your illusion is that the police are these pit bulls. And they're and they're angry, right? And you got to be careful because they're angry people. Fast forward two years, and now they're all just chihuahuas. There's nothing there. You you don't hate them. You don't you don't go out to the the recess center and start beating the shit out of kids on the playground, do you? You know what I mean? You don't. You're not going around kicking fucking chihuahuas in the throat. You know what I mean? Like it, it has a certain point where it's so insignificant that you don't have any animosity anymore. You know so you only have animosity and upset because you believe that they have jurisdiction and power over you. And you're upset about the fact that they do once it's so realistic in your mind that they really don't. And it's just all a big joke. There is no negative emotions associated with the situation, right? Same thing goes for taxes. Same thing goes for whatever. I mean, then we can get into the financial stuff, which we're not today. It's too long, but bills are, are 10 times more of a joke than the stuff we've already talked about. I mean, bills are, 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 you can actually just write some shit on the front of your bills and send them back and they're gone. They just disappear. I mean, you can do all sorts of crazy shit. So
2: yeah, that's what I find. That's what I find interesting because you know, uh, what's the one thing that when, when the economy's, you know, in the process of crashing, just use as an example, the crash of 2008, right. Which for some people didn't hit till like 2010, even 2012. Right. But you start seeing all of these commercials coming on TV and all these posts on social media. If you're in collections, y'all, you're going to do is this. And if you have this much less in debt, you can do X, Y, Z and get this all taken care of. When there's actually a different way, right? <laughs> to, to where, to where you can do that. And it all comes down to whether you ignore the pieces of mail you get like you say, like the third time that it goes into an automatic default or whatever, but you could just open that up and write something on it and send it back, and would that be the end of it? I mean, is that just a simplified kind of explanation? But uh, but I mean, you know, we're headed for another economic crash. Well, I could say we've been in an economic crash that is. Uh, Falsely propped back up with cheap fuel from Joe Biden selling our strategic reserve, which is great timing because now, you know, we're going to be getting possibly into this major conflict in the Middle East. But, anyways, uh, so, so I mean, you have all of these things to that we don't want to look forward to that we have no choice, no choice of and and when this all comes down i think when this economy crashes this time it's going to make 2008 look like like sunday school and what's the first thing you're going to see happening people are going to start defaulting on their loans they're going to start defaulting on their car payments their house payments their people whatever. are already
0: doing that though so
2: right but but if there was if it, it, i i guess you know when you sign a card agreement You know, actually, when you do it digitally, you're not even really signing anything, right? So, I mean, again, we're getting into the areas where if people maybe take your course or maybe read some of the stuff that you've got going on because you've done years of legwork for it, maybe this might help some people to take away and kind of erase some of that stress that comes along with all of that, right? Hopefully.
1: Yeah. yeah. You, you, you have no idea. You can, you can wave a magic wand and all that shit disappears. So you can actually go after, let's say you have a mortgage. Uh, you can actually sue when you understand some of the basic information. I actually have a video on my YouTube channel that's called uh Brandon Joe Williams, how to have infinite money and how to have your own nation It's a three hour, three and a half hour presentation on a show that I was on actually that I converted into one of my advanced course videos that it's uh, available for anyone to watch. You can actually, uh, uh, anyone listening to this who has ever or currently has a mortgage of any kind, you can sue the mortgage company. You can get every single dollar you ever paid on your entire mortgage returned to you. You can get the entire mortgage fully discharged, plus you can get an additional $10 million for non-disclosure, breach of fiduciary duties, and securities fraud.
2: Yes, that's insane. And, And this is the whole thing, like, who in who in their right mind would ever believe such a thing?
1: Yeah. I, I say a lot of tall orders, uh, but I guess, uh, you know, because it's all free and because you can just go watch a three-hour video, you're like, fuck it, what do I have to lose? People go and watch it, and they realize, holy fuck, this guy named One Stupid Fuck on the Internet, he's actually dead serious. And then that's that's kind of how I got so big so fast because it's it's a real deal.
2: Right, but what I'm what I'm saying, Brandon, is sort of the average person that's... Would be like, know, no, you're fucking lying. Dude. That maybe... <laughs> yeah, 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 of
1: course, of course. Yeah, that it's too good to be true. I
2: hear that a lot. Maybe doesn't listen to uh, a conspiracy <laughs> comedy show like We Wicked Planet it would... Never even know who Brandon Joe Williams was, right? Yeah, so, yeah, of course, I, I mean, yeah. they've just been pounded into their head their whole life. Oh, pay your bills, pay your bills. And I mean, and everybody, you know, I, I don't think people borrow money with the intent to not pay it back. I mean, there's probably a fair faction of people that actually do do that. But uh, when they start coming after you, when they start getting damn militant about it, and that causes for a lot of people a lot of stress. It breaks up marriages. It, it's, it just it destroys families. And if people knew that there's a solution, but, you know, here's the other thing, Brandon, people are inherently lazy when it comes to some things. And they don't want to do that kind of work because, number one, they go into it, and they're already thinking it's bullshit to begin with, right? So so they're yeah. already going into it with negative connotations. And then they're like, well, why am I going to waste, you know, 50 hours studying this while I could be, you know, mowing my lawn, going out to eat, drinking, hanging out with my friends, like Buckley says, watching Netflix, seeing what the Kardashians are up to. People have really got to start taking the bull by the horn. If they want to get out of this out from under whatever it is that's that's enslaving them right in voluntary servitude, everybody talks about I can't wait till all my bills are paid that I can do XYZ. Let me tell you something. If all your bills are paid, you're still gonna owe money for something. If you own a house outright, you're still going to have property tax. If you own a car, you got to pay to register inspect it, and insure it every year. And then you got to do the maintenance. And if you own this, it's going to cost you money. If you want to buy a beer, you go to the store and buy smokes, you're paying taxes, right? <laughs> so no matter what you're doing, the meter is always running. You are never, ever going to be free and clear from everything. It's impossible.
1: I will say that's, that's not totally true. I, I, my life is in that situation. I don't pay any of that shit. The, the only thing of anything you just mentioned that I pay is uh, a cigarette tax, gasoline tax, uh, because because it's just more effort that I'm I'm willing to output on those little teeny little things. But 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 I don't pay sales tax. I wouldn't pay property taxes if I had property. That's a little bit more complicated. But there's a way you can get out of all that. Uh, The the county county of Los Angeles is a private for profit corporation located in the District of Columbia. You you as part of the title transfer, you actually donate your property to that private corporation. You can actually sue that private corporation. You can make them prove in a court of law how it is exactly that the relationship benefits you as the beneficiary. They can't prove that. So what they have to do is they have to actually refund all of your previous property taxes. Plus, they're going to pay probably $10 million in the same thing. Non-disclosure, breach of fiduciary duties, and uh, uh, a securities fraud. And uh, so not only are you going to get all your your property taxes back, but you're also going to get a $10 million settlement on top of that. Plus, you're going to have what's called a fee simple title, which no one's ever even heard of. Fee simple title is where like you you literally, no joke, are legally the the king of an entirely separate kingdom. The land becomes an entirely separate nation or country at that point. You have a fee simple title or what's otherwise known as an allodial title. It's literally the same exact type of title that kings used to do for peasants that would do some really, really incredible act and the king would recognize the power and intensity of that let's say for example their daughter was kidnapped and a peasant did something really heroic and like saved the daughter and returned the daughter to the king the king would would issue what's called an allodial title or fee simple title to that particular peasant and would release that particular property from all obligation to the the king but the king would still offer the protections of the kingdom so so you can actually do that you can get out of sales taxes pretty easily uh once you do the passport and the nationality changes you can actually go and get a a, uh most indian tribes have sales tax exemption cards Uh because because indian tribes are not located within the jurisdictional boundaries of the united states a lot of indian tribes and indian legal arms they actually know a lot of the information that i'm talking about about this, the the nationality versus citizenship it's probably one of the only areas in in the country that you can find people who do know about this information is tribal legal wings right that's why their their casinos and stuff don't pay sales taxes they don't pay federal income taxes because they're not located in state of california you only pay sales you only pay state tax and sales tax because you live in a private for-profit corporation that's physically located in the district of columbia I don't live in the state of California,
2: so what's your California Republic. So what you're saying, brand is you could take somebody that had say sizable properties and they could just put it in simplified terms. They could turn that into its own kingdom, which yes. they, the owner is the king of that kingdom.
1: You, you could, you could similar, physically similar murder to, somebody, you could to, physically murder someone on that property. And and the local law enforcement would not have any jurisdiction over that murder, I which I know see. is an intense example, but I'm okay. I, I'm I'm a realist. I'm, I'm going to tell you like it is. You are legit, legitimately the fucking king. And this and is what I was and I have in my educational material. I feel like as the king, people should know what's going on when they enter your kingdom. I think that the real problem is that if you are going to have a kingdom and you are going to run it the way you want to run it, people should know. And there are people who follow my stuff that have filed for fee simple titles and they've completed the process. They put a big, huge notice board at the front of their property line. And I tell them, don't be a fucking dick. It's not about being a dick. You just put up a notice. You know, this is actually legally considered an entirely separate country. Here's the rules. If you enter this property, blah, 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 blah. Police will not come on that property, bro.
2: What if you did that, and then the state of New Hampshire wanted to, decided that they wanted to invade you and conquer you? Well, country? you have to you, you have to do it
1: correctly. Again, it's all about diplomatic and this and that. I mean, you can you can disconnect from the county without it being some like you know fucking warfare, bloodshed craziness. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, you know uh, that, that's something that I never could wrap my head around because, say for instance, I have no mortgage, right? But but mm-hmm. you have property tax every single year that you got to pay. And it is exorbitant in the state of New Hampshire, right? So big time, you know, tax-free New Hampshire. They always say it's tax-free New Hampshire. It only benefits people that don't live in New Hampshire, right? I mean, it does when you go shopping, you're not paying a tax, but the tax is figured into the price as far as I'm concerned, right? But, but you're continually paying for something that you already bought. And that's the part that I have a hard time fucking agreeing with because it just seems ridiculous to me. That would be like if you bought a car, you had, well, you do because you have to pay a tax. They used to call it a road tax, but it's actually your registration fees now to have the right to operate your motor vehicle on the highway or any, or any way actually all right, that that's a little different. But when you own a piece of property, free and clear, yet you have to continually pay a tax for like in perpetuity, like forever. And when you die and yeah. pass it along, they've got to pay taxes. Like the piece of property that my folks owned has paid more in property tax than it costs to buy it. Like multiple times more. And to me, I just, and this is another way that they do transfer wealth. And I want to say this was one of the primary reasons where they came up with property tax in the first place, was to keep wealthy landowners from being able to keep all that land. And it basically forces them to sell portions of it off to pay for the tax. And I've heard of the concept of the allodial title before. And I found that to be very interesting. So I'm going to be looking into more of your stuff. And obviously, Brandon, I... Would love to have you come back on, and do a whole segment on the financial information that you have. Okay, so I think probably we're hitting about the two hour mark here. Yeah, uh, I think I think we I think if you're good, Brandon, I'd like to wrap it up with you. I'd like to let to. Kind of tell the listeners where they can find you, uh, you know, a little bit about yourself. I see that you run a lot of social media, so you'll be getting a follow from Ron from New England and And Tristan Tristan Buckley. And and, and I want to stay in contact with you because I really dig this information that you have. And I can appreciate the amount of work that you've put into it.
0: Oh yeah! Thank you.
1: Like, you, yeah, you know
2: Cheers. your shit for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, you can find me on uh, on Instagram. It's one stupid fuck with periods in between the one and the stupid and the fuck. So two periods, one period, stupid period, fuck. A uh, uh, Facebook. You can look me up, Brandon Joe Williams. And then uh, those are the main ones I use. I have some other other ones like TikTok and stuff. I don't really use them. I, I may in the future. And then I have a YouTube. You can find me on Brandon Joe Williams on YouTube, a lot of stuff there. And then uh, uh, onestupidfuck.com. And then you can get to my my law firm. You can get to all my social medias and everything from onestupidfuck.com.
2: Yeah, and I urge people to go and check your website <laughs> out too. And, and, uh, and just to clarify things for a lot of uh, listeners. So when you go to Brandon's, if you go on desktop and you see up in the left-hand corner, the step-by-step guide start here. There's actually, all these are separate links that you can click on. So take the time, look into it, and I think you're going to really come back and say, huh, because this is some super, super interesting information. Again, Brandon, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah,
0: thank you. It was re- I really enjoyed it a lot. Super, awesome, super information. So I hope you come back at some point. Oh, I'd love to. Okay, awesome.
2: All right, Brandon Joe Williams, one stupid fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Wicked Planet. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Good night. Have a good night.